Welcome to Open House, the podcast all about having those difficult conversations. Ever had to hash out funeral plans with your terminally ill mum? Or ask if your dad is really your dad? We have, and we want to chat all about it. Join me, Clancy, and me, Mel, as we open up and get into some nitty gritty details. Like therapy, but cheaper. This is Open House. Hiya. Hi, everyone. Hello. This is exciting. It is. I feel like this is strange because we, I totally almost knocked my tea over. I feel like this is strange because we've been talking to guests and now it and feels now like we're just yeah. talking into the ether. We are, but hopefully loads of people will be listening and will find us fascinating. Exactly. How are you, Clancy? I'm well, thanks. I'm well. I'm sleepy. Oh, I had an incident at the dentist today. Oh, that was a wild I time. was so annoyed. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> this <Tell> is... Everyone. <laughs> This you want to, I can tell that you want to tell them all, so go for it. This is so first world problems, but basically, so I had an appointment with a hygienist because my teeth are disgusting, <laughs> they're vile, and I was really looking forward to my appointment, I scheduled my entire day around it, and I got to the dentist and she was like, oh, someone was meant to call you, like the hygienist is sick, saying someone was meant to call you as if it was my fault that I hadn't been reached, I was so annoyed. So anyway, it was a palaver, but but I'm fine now. Got my cup of tea, doing more damage to my already dirty teeth. Yes. Cheers to that. Oh. Okay, so um, and what about you, Mel? How are you? I'm great. I'm having a lovely time. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I didn't have any dentist palaver today. I, um, yeah, just played some piano. That was it. That's nice. Yeah, it was. It was nice. It was very good. Should we, should we, should we do the thing? Yeah, let's do the thing. But first, I just want to say, guys, welcome to our taste episode. So for most of the episodes this season, we're going to be interviewing some really cool guests. But for the first one, we're going to be talking about our own baggage. Lovely. It's like therapy, but cheaper. Oh my goodness. You you, say that in the intro. I do. Uh, Such a good line. I know. All right then. Should we do it? Let's do it. Ali, um... So we're going to do Two, two Truths, truths and, and a lie. lie. Because we're stagey. And we've kind of, well, we weren't very consistent, but we tried to put it into all of our other episodes, but we will be more consistent if in we've, the future. Yeah. If we've missed it out, um, I don't know what we'll do. Maybe we'll make our guest answer on social media when we do it. So they can put their, we'll do like a little slide and we'll pop their True Truths and a Lie. That's a good socials. idea. I am, I'm on this production life. Um, okay, okay, okay. I want to okay, go. I wanna you go, go first because okay. I need to think. Okay, so the problem is me and Mel, um, we're housemates and we're also um, best mates. Best so we've Best mates. So we've done a lot of um, life. searching together. Yeah, a lot of life together. So I, I've tried to make it as difficult as possible for her. We did say this when I suggested doing it. And then Clancy was like, I don't think you don't know anything about me. So this is going to be tough so we'll see we'll see if i am actually a true a true real life friend and whether i get anything wrong and then i'll get cancelled if i do and then i have to she will kick me out of her house <laughs> don't please i need somewhere to live okay go on <laughs> oh my god that went down a that dark really path. that really escalated quite quickly you can all see where my mental state is today no. lockdown lockdown <sighs> i mean we're not fully locked down but um it's october 1st october 1st October 1st. No, what? Uh, dun, 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 Heathers. That's what's in my head. Okay. Backtrack. Um, okay, here we go. Go on. I had a guinea pig called Scrub. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 
haven't even fucking started. Okay. I had a guinea pig called Scruffy. I had a guinea pig called Tommy. And I had a guinea pig called Lily. <laughs> which one is the lie? Wait, which one is the lie? The lie. Do you drink some a lie? Oh, yeah. I think you have one called Scruffy. <laughs> um, and I think L- L- Lily's the lie. Lily is the lie. That's <gasps> really good. Oh my god. That's really good. I've just dump- dumped. I've just jumped to like gold star. That's friend. amazing. All right, your turn. Okay, I'm gonna stick with the pet theme. <laughs> I had a cat called Mindy when I was a kid. Um, I had a dog called Coco when I was a kid. And I had a rabbit called Bertie when I was a kid. I'm not very good at this. Bertie the rabbit is the lie. No! <gasps> You're a good actor. You said I that. Know. Oh, <laughs> fuck. You said that like you so weren't sure of Buddy's name. Fuck. I've totally fooled. Okay, then I'm going to say it's the, the cat. I did have a cat. But it wasn't called Mindy. No, it's called Mowgli. Because you had that Labrador called Coco. Yeah, yeah. she was great. Okay, I'm not a totally terrible friend. Just no, partially just terrible. marginally. A bit terrible. Anyway, that was a fun time. Yay, two trips in a line. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's crack on with that difficult conversation. So the whole idea of um, the podcast really is to look at conversations that are kind of difficult to broach, conversations that you don't want to start. So on that note, um, do you want to go first and talk about your difficult conversation? Yeah, okay. So one of, I think, a really difficult conversation I've had um, has been with my sister I haven't told Mel what I'm about to say. No. She knows everything about me, so she doesn't really know what I'm going to say. But so basically, my mum passed away in 2016. So I was 21, and uh, Mel and I had just finished our first year of drama school. Yeah. Um, and basically, but at the time, my sister was only 15. Um, my sister, Abby, she's going to be so thrilled I'm talking about her. Aww. She's such a public person. <laughs> Shout out to Abby. We love you. Um, but I came in literally a few days after... Um, my mum passed away, I heard Abby crying upstairs and went into her room. Um, and I kind of said to her, like, like, how are you feeling about everything? And she just went, mum will never see me get married or have kids or do any of those, like, big life things. Like, she'll miss mm. all of those things. Mm. And I kind of had a moment where I was like, with my sister, I have a very... um I've almost got like two relationships with her. I'm like her sister, mm. but I also feel like I've kind of taken the place of our mom a little bit. Yeah. So I had to, it was one of those things where I felt like I needed to comfort her, but I was also feeling all of those things at the same time. Do you mean like feeling those things for yourself as well? Exactly. Yeah. So like, like, because now there, there are people who are really important people in my life or things that have happened that like my mom will never know about. Mm. like she never saw me graduate from drama school which was something she like kind of had like in mind for me Mm. Uh, not had in mind for me but she'd always I'd always spoken about it and it was really important so she never saw that um she never saw me um I got my first job yeah that was a really big deal it was a big deal Um, she was great I lost my virginity 
And she was like, fucking, when are you going to have fucking sex, Clancy? Like, stop being such a prude. Um, so, like, and I wish she was there for that conversation. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Um, uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I came downstairs and was like, guys, I did it. <laughs> no, I think you messaged us on our WhatsApp group. No, did I? I think you did. Oh, well. Oh, no, you messaged us when you got a boyfriend. Yes. That uh, was a so thing. She, she... In caps locks. I have a boyfriend. I mean, That's this sounds like a teenage drama film, doesn't it? Really it really does. Well, to... it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she's never that. She hasn't been there for that. So kind of there's this whole like chapter of my adult life that she's, re- that she's missed. Mm. So having to, and I kind of, I think I just said to Abby, like she will, but she'll be there. Like she'll always hold that place in your kind of heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but there's, but there's like, like, what was I going to say? Do you know what I mean? Cause she will miss all these things. Like yeah. she will never see if one of us have kids, she will never see them. Like, and that's really sad because she used to tell us, uh, um, tell us that she was going to get a, um, you know, those VW, uh, what the vans? Oh, you know, like the, the camper vans. The camper vans. They're, they're like she different wa- colours. She wanted to get oh, those, right. not for us, specifically for our grandchildren. So no, for her grandchildren, for her to drive around the country in a camper van. That was her dream. She wanted us to have kids. And for her to drive around the country in a camper van with them. Like, I don't know where the fuck she was going to take them. (laughs) Um, And I remember before she died, she said to my dad, she was like, you get the camper van. Oh my God. Yeah, so he's a great Maybe it's coming. Well, obviously. There will be no children coming. Well, I I was going to say, I'm not assuming children on anybody's part, because let's not do that. But that was a a really difficult conversation, because Mm. I didn't really know what to say. Yeah. And I kind of was just like, it'll be all right. Like, I love you. I'm here for you. And I'll see them. And I'll... I'll be there. That's interesting. So in that conversation, I know we've spoken about this a few times, but um, do you think that that was sort of a a deciding moment or quite a, a profound moment knowing that you have these sort of two relationships with your sister? And was that, was that perhaps a moment, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but was that perhaps a moment of you knowing that, yes, she is my sister, but now I kind of feel that I have that other role as well, perhaps? No, I don't think so. I think it's been more of a gradual thing. Okay. I think it's the point, I think, to be honest, the point where I thought I am mum now too is when Mm. she needed to go on a school field trip and get a get a um uh uh oh my god what's it called a permission slip sign oh yeah and she said clancy can you sign my permission slip because my our dad moved back to asia um which is another difficult conversation <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring up at another time guys there's baggage there's so much baggage um, so much baggage um yeah so yeah it's been a gradual thing but even now like we still talk about this and this is the thing like that period of time like, I don't think I have a bond. I mean, like, you know, we are so close, but I don't think I'll ever have a bond with anyone like I have with Abby because it's such a unique mm. relationship. Yeah. I'm very multifaceted. And yeah. Very, very, obviously most relationships, all relationships are very nuanced, but that one specifically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's, that's my, my first difficult conversation. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, thank you for that. No worries. Um, so... I'm going to pass the... How do I say baton? baton? I don't know. You've got an Australian accent. But I say... I how, say. How, does, how does the word said, though? The baton? The baton? The, ba- the, the baton? I think it's baton. I think it's baton. Oh, God. I think it's baton. I think it's bateau. Baton. 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 Okay. Baton. I'm going to pass it over to you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can you tell me about 
a time where you've had a difficult conversation? No. (laughs) (laughs) Clancy is now staring me down because I've interrupted the flow of the podcast. Yeah, I have very intense eyes, guys. It's a good thing this is a radio show because you can do... Yeah, you don't want to be in my position right now. I'm I'm really confused all of the time. I'm like, what does this eye contact mean? I had a drama teacher who was like, can't see normal people blink when they think... Do. I was like, thank you for letting me know what normal. I really want to know what you'd be, what you'd be like. I want to be there on the receiving end of you, like flirting with someone or like trying to, like, oh no, stop, stop. <laughs> I wasn't doing it. I was just looking at you, I disapprovingly. You I wasn't okay. trying to flirt. Okay, good, good, um, good. That was terrifying. well. Ask my boyfriend because he 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 must. Well, it's worked. He must have thought it was successful. Time. Yeah, for sure. No, but I just I just love to know what your eye contact game is like when you're um, like opposite well, someone. Let's be honest. When I'm people. like, d- despite my despite my feminist values, I do get a bit coy when I'm on a first date. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm still like my usual loud self, but I don't bring out the scary eyes. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. A, I do a bit of like looking away. To be fair, I think I do that. A bit of like looking away like... and looking back because I'm just influenced by the horrible. Um, you know, that the behaviour that um, we see in movies that mm. is meant to be women flirting, but I think it's just... Like, do we really flirt like that? Or do we think that's like a construct? I don't know, but built? I think I still do I still do that. I definitely when, do a bit of like batting and looking away. there is man in the situation. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I still think I'm like... Well, even with another woman, you're like, you're like, look away. <laughs> look back to her. <laughs> flutter. Maybe. <laughs> cue, cue flutter eyelids. And then be like, oh, no. No, no, it's more so like an eye contact thing, I think, because I like I always try and bait out like whether yeah, other people are good at like it's sex eyes giving. Oh, sorry. like yeah, holding eye contact. It's sex eyes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we move on to our difficult conversation? Stop beating around the bush, Mel. What beating around the yeah. bush? <laughs> You're gonna say something rude. Yeah, I was, but I'm not going to, because I'm a professional. <laughs> No, you're not. I know. I know. Um, right. So we finished beating around the bush. Mel, can you open up to the open house listeners? No, I've already said. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Right. Yeah, sure. She says reluctantly. <laughs> okay. So my difficult conversation forward slash conversations. Um, it's the one you've had with me just now. Is this one? <laughs> Clancy has, I don't even know. Telling Clancy that she has scary eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Um, nah, so um, basically, I'll start at the very beginning. A very shit place to start. Can you tell I'm not all done? <laughs> very <laughs> shit place to start. Um, yeah, basically, I, um, Long story short, found out that I was black when I was 18. What? What? I didn't know. Oh my god, really? <laughs> okay, so that's that's big news. Big news. Yeah, I, I am um, mixed Jamaican and white British and I do have, like, I do have brown skin and I do have an afro. Um, just to paint the picture of me in all of your heads. Um, yeah. So that happened. That was a thing. Um, and like that conversation, it wasn't difficult because it had kind of been, it had kind of been like over a few years of sort of me like figuring some stuff out. But I think the difficult thing was, was the conversations that I had with people post that 
Um, and I guess like the conversation that I had with myself about like my identity. Yeah. If that makes sense. How, what went on in your head when you found out that information? Um, well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a finding out, uh, per se. It was more so a confirmation of what I had kind of picked up on and thought like over a few years. And to be honest, like not much. Like I kind of was just sort of like numb to the whole thing. So I was like, okay, I've got my answer like now. But also I didn't expect, like I didn't expect that to be the answer, even though I did. Really difficult to <laughs> really difficult to explain because yeah, I was so sure and I was so convinced that 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 there was something that I wasn't being told. But then I never expected like I never expected for my mom to be like, yeah, that's actually the case. Um, your biological father is um, a Jamaican man. Um, like obviously I'd never I'd never met him. He left before I was born. Like I just didn't expect yeah. for my life to be that interesting. <laughs> like not interesting, but for it to be a bit like yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess um, no. I mean, there was a lot of sort of like emotions that sort of came out of that, and yeah. lots of you know figuring out where I stood with that and what that meant for me and why it took so long in the first place and all of that um but yeah and also putting together the sort of um unfortunate events that had happened before that in terms of like people's view towards you racially even though I was saying that I was a white person up until then and like bits of you know yeah kids can be mean (laughs) kids you know but it was yeah it was just a lot of sort of slotting slotting into place I think um so I guess my brain just sort of ticking over um but the conversations that kind of came out after so I found out this information sort of when I was in my late teens and um because I think things are sort of well I don't know people still ask you this now I guess but um and especially going to drama school people very much sort of you know, they're, they're, you know, you're getting to know people and they're trying to dig for gold and information. And I'm sure I sort of was asked, you know, oh, so where are you, where, where are you really from? That stupid uh. question that people ask. Please stop doing that, people, please. Um, anyway, yeah, I think I was asked that. Or even, you know, changing what you'd tick on, like, a casting box. Because up until this, up until I found out, I was, like, fully ticking, like, white British on, like, doctor's forms and shit, which is... it's wild um anyway but like on like or like on you know casting things when I did any filming when I was younger um which must have been wild for casting people to then have me walk into a casting room or then see like a headshot of me and be like she's definitely lying (laughs) like no I'm not well I am but I don't know it yet um anyway I just took a massive tangent. Sorry for those that are trying to keep up. Um, yes, so, you know, people, like, once I'd gotten to drama school and stuff, would be like, oh, oh, so where are you from? And that was, uh, or what's your, you know, I don't know how people ask this question. I kind of can't remember. Like, what's, but, like, your, what's heritage? your heritage? What's yeah. your ethnic makeup? Because um, people are fascinated by that. And, um, like, up until that point, I'd be like, oh, well, funny story, I'm actually white. And people would be like, oh, my God, what? No way. Like, that can't be true. So it was very... Like, I had to make a choice to, like, decide whether I was going to, like, carry on with that story 
like it was it was an active choice that I had to be like I'm gonna have to like change what I've been saying for the past however many well it's like you're then fed information that means that your narrative is completely different. different yeah yeah, like, I didn't ever, like, post... Like, once I'd found out, I'd never carried on sort of saying that I was white because it felt odd, and yeah. I'd never felt that that was my identity anyway because I'd always been othered and I'd always been different yeah. and I'd always been... Because I grew up in a very white town. Um, it was evident that I was always not part of that and, like, bullying, etc. like, all of that kind of stuff. Like, it, it was evident that people were obviously taking Gosh, me on face. Yeah, kids are Yeah, kids are cruel. Um, but it was evident that people were always taking me on face value for the colour of my skin yeah. or the hair that grows out of my head and my facial features, all of those things. Um, so once I'd found out, I did definitely say, oh, um, I am I'm mixed race. Um, I'm Jamaican and white British. Um, I, you know, I would definitely explain it like that. Hi, everyone. Sorry, we've relocated. Um... Okay, everyone. So <laughs> my car battery died and, um, well... Actually, no, that's... Re- so my, my car broke down on... Um, so we have really bad parking where we live and you can never park on our road and the road next to it is permitted in the week. So I parked my car on the permitted road and was like, oh, I've got to move it. When I went to move my car this morning, it wouldn't turn on. Turns out it was just the battery, so that's okay. But um, I had to get my breakdown service to come out and like sort my car out, so... Um, it means that I've then had to drive around for half an hour so that my battery can like revigorate, reinvigorate itself. So we're currently sat in my car with my car on and running whilst we record this. Yeah, so we were we were recording while we were waiting for AA. And now, because we we're can't recording. turn the car off, we're recording in a car. Um, so we were mid-conversation, you were talking about um, finding out that your biological father is Jamaican. Um, and basically, I remember the question I was going to ask you was, um, what kind of learning um, did that like entail on your part once you discovered that information? Did you feel like you wanted to learn more about that um, side of your heritage? Yeah, like 100%. Um, it's funny because I've come to sort of my like understanding of my blackness through um but obviously through friends and you know conversations with wonderful people that I've met but very much not from a like learned point of view from like a family perspective yeah um because I've never met my biological father father I've never met that part of my family I love learning and books and reading and all of the things so I tried to um yeah learn as much as I can and um be that factually or just yeah or again through sort of conversations with with other people even like music and stuff I think I've been fed a lot of like Caribbean influenced music when I was younger subconsciously or maybe that's just what my mum liked but um yeah that's definitely because I'm yeah a fan of that kind of music so that's sort of like or like you know finding artists that are in a creative profession in a creative field like me but um pay homage to their you know cultural roots and ancestral roots I think that's been a really great thing um for me to sort of see and be a part of or put myself in spaces like that or even like spaces with other queer people of color representation is getting better but when you're sort of joining all of those intersectionalities all of those sort of yeah all of those points that's not something that you see so forcibly putting yourself in spaces whereby you see yourself represented all the bits of you represented in in different spaces and especially you know those spaces kind of you know creative and artistic and 
be that from a like a dance point of view a stand-up or music all of these things I think that's been the thing that sort of made me feel like fully at home but no it's it's interesting because I was I was thinking about this because it's it was obviously a learning curve and a, and, a, and a lots of things that I had to learn um but people's like view of me never changed it was always it, it was always something that I had to do for myself because it was my identity that was changing yeah. people have always seen me as a black person you know people have probably been mildly confused when I said in the past oh well um you'll, you'll never get to word I'm actually white and then they'll be like what <laughs> you're definitely lying um but um yeah so that that has never changed people's view of me has has never changed it was just a, a case that I had to Which, go on an understanding and a learning yeah for myself to figure out where I then fit actually in the world even though that's all been going on outside of me and like externally which I think is an interesting um reflection and a quite a negative reflection on how people take um color and and um assert an identity on people oh my gosh yeah yeah, because like, even though, even though, and I'm not saying that this was right, and I'm not saying that this was like a good thing to do, or um, that yeah, that I mean, I was unknowingly shunning my blackness, like, but it was obviously unknowingly, and as soon as I found out, you know, I literally felt at home with that information, and it yeah. felt like you know the pieces of me had sort of put themselves together, and I was like, oh, this makes complete sense, um, but. What a lovely moment to be like, oh my god, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, of course, there was, you know, a lot of difficulty that came in and around that, but I mean, the actual feeling of, like, knowing that you, I guess, like, aren't, aren't, uh, like, although you've been being the other for, like, a long time, it's sort of, like, that othering makes sense, because you're like, oh, I actually belong to, like, this, this group, so, like, that's the, that's a part of, like, you know, I'm part of that family as well. Anyway, my point. (laughs) Um is that like even though I was saying that I was a white person like people should have just taken that information and been like yeah. ah right yeah okay as opposed to being like oh well you're clearly adopted like through my high school years or do you know How what I mean rude. stuff like that I mean yes rude um, because also people from various places present in all sorts of different ways genetics is an interesting thing and people oh, yeah, should be sure. able to claim their own identity and not have it asserted upon them yeah like I have a like my best friend uh, one of my best friends is um a quarter Ghanaian and presents as like as not that you would assume that they are um are white they have blonde hair yeah. um and blue eyes and but one would not expect that upon face value with those characteristics that are being presented that that would be their I guess genetic makeup for want of a better word but yeah but also it's nobody's business <laughs> yeah you know like it's it's literally nobody's business if that person oh, bless you. thank you um yeah if that person it's completely up to the discretion of the person as to whether they want to share that information with you but like i said though that's what makes the conversation difficult is because people um less so now because i'm always giving the stand-up version of <laughs> this version of my um of this story because it, it you know it, br- it br- brings up a lot of like interesting talking points and it, it, it is i get that i am everybody's most interesting friend um <laughs> <laughs> true um but but yeah but especially in those sort of like early days everybody had an opinion yeah on like i said how i was to deal with that situation or um 
or how they felt about it and whether that came from you know white people being like oh my gosh that is that, 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 that is so bad like um that almost offensiveness being like no you should have been allowed to you know experience it I don't know what it was I don't know what it was but um it was annoying <laughs> no um but you know I wouldn't you know it's all it's all experiences isn't it but um yeah that was sort of a very convoluted version of like difficult conversation or conversations but there's sort of lots of little bits of it that have been you know tough and great and bad and all of that but um yeah there's my life story for you all everyone so that brings us to the end of our conversations and maybe you um know us a little bit more now and have got an idea of what's in store this season i mean they've had my full life story and yours so (laughs) i would hope that you do so if you did enjoy this episode rate review and subscribe um because that helps other people find our podcast um we can be found on the gram at open house pod so give us a cheeky follow there if you feel so inclined thank you so much to everyone if you've listened hopefully we haven't just been speaking into the ether for however long and we'll see you next time see you next time bye bye this has been open house with mel Lowe and clancy ryan music by glenn clark ladies let's go gentlemen let's go no that's a different that's a different song oh fuck Fucked it. Fucked it. Fucked it. We're well, so not funny bad. anymore. Our funny juice is I know, it's because I'm... Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that was far too close to... Um... Yeah. Our f- oh, <laughs> our funny juice. Our yeah. fanny juice. What? What? This is a PC podcast, eh? There's no... I don't know. None of that I ticked, monkey business. I ticked the explicit button. Good.